Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be talking about art in art again. That's right. We're going off-roading again with our open discussion segment where we ask, yeah, but, but is it art? So there's no theses today, no history, no gems, just unadulterated discussion. It goes like this. We'll present a topic and simply hash it out. Sometimes we'll be on the same side. Sometimes we'll be on the opposite side. Sometimes we'll just switch for funsies just to play devil's advocate. To hash things out, I'm again joined by one of our top contributors. That's right. The man with a silver tongue, the voice that launched a thousand ships, and the man with the name that is probably in your favorite Quentin Tarantino film, Mr. Philip Church. Welcome, Philip. This silver tongue doesn't taste a damn thing, but you know, I'll take it. Mr. Church, you just sound like this assassin, like this lone ranger, this character that, I, oh man. When I, sometimes when you say that, I, I hear it like uh, from Arrested Development when they do that, like Mr. F. That's how I hear it. It's like <laughs> Mr. Church. <laughs> Mr. Church. Well, I, I do it with yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a Brit British Mr. Uh, Church. Mr. Church. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Uh, before we hash it out, of course, we need a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated. I turn to it so it could just, my God, set me straight, make me feel like a million bucks again, and just get me ready for the day. So please head on over to their website. That's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products. And get this, when you use promo code Art of the Beholder, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, if you need a little direction on where to start, I recommend Lemon Lime. Guys, you're going to love it won't be disappointed so please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures now back to the show so i have to give a couple disclaimers uh, a couple a little bit uh not real background but children earmuffs <laughs> i just have to give uh yeah a little bit of the foundation before we go into the topic because the topic is this pornography is really just performance art when you get right down to it. Now, what you have to go into it, you know, into this discussion with is, guys, do this for me, for the love of God. Strip away, strip away the morality, strip, strip away the religiosity, all the bullshit, and when you get right down to the core of what pornography really is, at its, um, yeah, at its core, at its foundation, uh, what it is on paper, it's really just performance art. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give Philip the floor uh, first to start. So Philip, pornography is just performance art. Does it art? I honestly think that it, it would be kind of hard to disagree with that as just a core principle that it's performance art because you know you get you know as I've been in bands, I've done some yeah. improv comedy. Um, so. <laughs> Even when I'm not just pretty close them. to porn. Yep. Exactly. He's, he I'm was basically, almost there. <laughs> I'm practically there. I just they actually told me, they told me, Philip, keep your pants on. So it could have been a story <laughs> no, of but, my life. Yeah. Oh, basically, when I'm not like by myself behind a microphone, you know, I, I've done performances that were live in front of uh, people. And, you know, it is it's nerve wracking. You feel a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You're expected to be a certain way. Honestly, all those things still apply. 
the people are expecting something from you, whether it's the people on the set expect a certain level of professionalism, the people who are going to watch the end product have something that obviously they want out of it or they wouldn't be there in the first place. Sure. And, you know, there's things along the way that just like anything with a cast again, like, hey, bandmates, bandmates have feuds. Actors, sometimes <laughs> actors don't get along, you know, so maybe actors, the two writers, directors, yeah, the whole team. Can, it, it, can anybody. Yeah. Anybody can or have take a difference their clothes of opinion. off and make love and, on, and make on, it all better. Camera. You know, it just depends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, all those things still very much apply here so that regardless of how you may feel about it again, like ethically, morally, etc., um, it, it still is that, you know, again, it's, it's not something that just anybody can do or else we would probably also have. A million more porn stars, of course. I mean, yes, we live in the age of OnlyFans, but even still, uh, I, 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 I'm curious. I'd actually, you know what? I'm, that's a good that's, point. That's, that's a like tangent. amateur pro performance. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere between amateur perfect, and pro yeah. because some people make banging dollars on there, pun intended. Um, so <laughs> it's insane that actually in this age of OnlyFans, how. Um, you know, you, you do have the fact that like, okay, well, what if I recorded myself? Well, apparently these days that's very okay. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there are those people who, even if you did just record yourself and try to do it, it might not end up the way that you, the thing that you were like using as inspiration looked. Exactly. Uh, on paper, uh, I absolutely, I absolutely stand by the, uh, the fact, I, I don't know how else to put it, that it is indeed performance art. Because when you think of the knit and gritty, you know, especially the the professional grade or level performers in studios, it's exactly that. It's it, they have uh, sets, they have sets, lighting, camera crews, a little of everything. Uh, and I know it's hard to look at these. <laughs> porn stars or only fans or whatever as actors and actresses but it at at the heart of what they're doing is truly art in front of or truly acting in front of that camera because uh and i i, I always bring it back to this you know uh, this has been studied for decades probably since the inception of of when it started and it's always been studied from usually a psychological or sociological perspective so if you if you see a therapist about pornography like addiction they'll often say now you need to separate the worlds the what what pornography is it isn't real it isn't it is entertainment it is fantasy it has you mean nothing not everyone has a sexy stepsister that gets stuck in the dryer <laughs> yeah uh, what a what a good tangent How, when did that fucking um, i don't know like when did the weird incest stuff become it's like the biggest everywhere hit? now i don't yeah. get it i, I, I maybe it it's all. because i came from a non-broken home and there's like maybe it's a, some weird like sub like result of how divorce is like higher well, than ever so is, there's these blended the families but like god damn yeah i don't know just pulling it back to the psychological, like the, the really scientific way to view this stuff is the only thing I can <laughs> I can guess is the reasoning behind it is the ultimate and taboo that this would indicate, right? That this is this is so, so not allowed, so taboo, so, you know, against the rules that it becomes this element of sexiness. I feel like that happens a lot in sociology when people are trying to study these things is like things become sexy when we either can't have them or it's forbidden or yeah, what, for you whatever you reason. Have. Exactly. But yeah, just let's do a Novo pullback. So just to pull it back into the main topic. Uh, yeah. Going back to looking at this as, as theater, as film, I know it's, I think so many people because the, the morality and the religiosity and all of the, uh, the negatively connotated things are tied to it so firmly, you know, like that it's really hard to see it this way. I, I, I first started looking at it this way with uh, the porn star Sasha Gray, because she would call herself um, a performance artist and that she was engaging in performance art. And of course, this was the inspiration for uh, my novella Adulteration, which is also a sponsor today. <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. Anyways, um, but it, it's fascinating to see someone, you know, it, it kind of opened my eyes to seeing it in a completely different lens, you know, that for a lot of these performers, it's just work. It's just a job. It's not, it's not, and it, and it, it doesn't have pay. to, and it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And I think we're finally starting, I'm seeing this more and more in our lexicon. I don't know if you are as well, Philip, but like, uh, I'm a big fan of 
like uh, real time with Bill Maher and shows like that that give that give equal footing to the really conservative side and the really liberal side. And I feel like sex, you know, they're often called sex workers now. We don't want to use prostitutes or things like that uh, because it ha- it's so negatively connotated. But sex workers are getting a lot more respect now than ever. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Are you seeing that on kind of your uh, orbit as well? You know, I, I don't think that that has directly presented itself to me, but that that point does resonate. I do agree overall thinking about it, the fact that it, it has never been easier to give that basic human sort of like decency uh, to even these yeah, like adult, human de- that's adult a perfect actors and it. actresses of just yeah. making sure that you like realize like, yeah, man, this is just what they're good at. Like, sorry about you if it's a weird jealousy thing or what. But again, they're, they're just doing what they're good at for a paycheck. And, you know, again, to go back to a previous thing, too, it's like, I mean, again, they sh- just like any other actor, too. Or so it's like you might be in a play, you might be in a show or a movie. Ninety eight percent of it you're OK with. There might be one aspect in the script and whether their character is involved or not. Maybe there's like violence against an animal. Maybe somebody like strikes a child. Like it's not like other performers are also not. Are, are, are just 100% comfortable with everything that goes on around them all the time. A lot of art is very much actually meant to make you uncomfortable to look at things through a new lens. So in that very same way, I mean, again, like these people are showing up to a set, just doing what they're good at. And honestly, um, you know, they're again, like there could be things that they aren't comfortable with, but because of the pay and that they like the other 98% of it, they act like it's fine. Exactly. And uh, just to give another shout out to uh, last week, another show that is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He actually just had an entire segment on sex work. Oh, yeah. John and Oliver's takes are great. That's yeah. I might, I might have to look that one up. I think I have. HBO, yeah, it just so. came out of like uh, just well. Uh, I don't want to give an exact time, Evergreen Baby. Uh, it it came out recently this year. Um, so yeah, look it up. He does. He gives he gives a very okay. objective view on how to look at these things because at the end of the day, it is work. It is work. I'm exchanging, uh, you know, a service for for money, and uh, pulling it back to the main topic. You borderline call it physical labor sometimes. Sure, sure, I'll take that. Sure, Though some of those people uh, are very sweaty. <laughs> That's why, you know, with your point, you know, like there's probably, yeah, people on set, there's water boys, water girls, probably even I mean, nurses, seriously, honestly, like, there's, exactly. there there's gotta be, be like somebody who knows CPR or something, it's you know, like, it's like, I don't know, I don't good. actually know because I've never cared enough to look into this. I'm not like obsessed with like what goes on on porn sets, but like, I, yeah, I well, mean, I found surely it fascinating. there's regulation just like any other film set. There's gotta be exactly. some kind of something. To write adulteration, of course, I had to do research and not just the fun the fun kind. Uh, the real serious stuff. And yeah, I learned a lot about this. There is a lot of this stuff in there that's that that we that we take for granted. It's very regulated. It's very and that's that's why at the end of the day, since they're being filmed, yeah, and like, there's a, an yeah. element of uh, theatrics involved, fantasy involved, uh, because you know, one guy can't be a <laughs> he's 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 a doctor and a lawyer and a plumber and a uh he's a, he's a jack of so many trades but uh well, he'll since they're master right. since they're master actors and actresses they can pull it off with with uh, with ease right they pull it off um, all right <laughs> and it's it's just fascinating to to look at it from and i feel like that's kind of the heart and soul of this topic is uh, to look at it through a different lens i actually just got done seeing um the pam and tommy limited series um show on hulu that chronicles the stolen real life tape of uh, pamela anderson and tommy lee of motley crew fame you know filming themselves having sex someone stole it and put it on the on the the internet in the 90s and profited from it and so to see so obviously that is the complete opposite because the pornography industry is being so regulated and everything like that there's so much paperwork there's so many lawyers people have to give their consent to allow these images to be to be filmed, right? Where something like that was was completely wrong, criminal. Well, not to, to mention they weren't actors. This then... was, yeah, this was a couple. This is their personal intimate moments that was very real. It was in no way staged and it was taken from them and then profited upon. The only thing that's, that's similar in both situations is that there was sex, it was on film and people made money. Other than exactly. that, it almost couldn't yeah. be more different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, I just, I just want to, I brought that up just because it was, it I actually was haven't watched radar. that either. I've heard, I've heard it's actually pretty decent, but it's I, actually pretty good. It does. It, it doesn't really curious. 
I, I will say this, uh, since I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've put some words down on a screen, I've written some things in my day is it's, it's really well written to the point where every single character you, 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 you have a point where you sympathize and empathize even with the villains, you know, you see it from so many different angles and they, I feel like that's hard to do because sometimes we have archetypes that are purely the hero or purely the protagonist versus the villain or antagonist and it's hard to put yourself in the other people's shoes you know really it's it's very black and white where this uh gives a lot of attention to every single angle of the situation and you'll feel different things from each different angle i'll just put it that way i don't want to ruin anything it's it's crazy to think that uh just you know yeah just probably in the last decade we're starting to really see these things in different ways and um i encourage more people to do that, to I try to give it a chance. Another thing that that kind of probably did did the industry a lot of favors as far as people sort of seeing it as art and giving these people more due as like actual intelligent people and not some just brainless idiot or, you know, who's got like great genitals was like, you know, when when I, I mean, basically like Jenna Jameson <laughs> is kind of like a worldwide famous name and that exactly. she went beyond oh, yeah. just being like, OK, yes, she's a porn star. But at the same time, like she built a massive business for herself and hasn't done yeah, porn in however long, as far as I know. Um, and yeah, exactly. She was like almost like pre-Kardashian of just like, hey, I know that you've seen me like on tape, like having sex, but guess what? Buy this thing that I'd like here. Well, I'm assuming what, like clothing and probably toys or like all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, she went past her porn career to continue to be successful riding the similar wave. But again, it's like, that's a business mind. That's the same person who was just on that tape a few years ago. Well, guess what? They're over that. They did it because that's what they were doing at the time. They saw another opportunity. And I mean, there you go. Again, it's like, so it was just as thought out. It's just a different industry, like type of success, if you will. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's like, so does, you know, there, there's nothing to say that these people aren't, you know, again, making very specific choices that are business designed because i mean like you said too it's like these days there's paperwork it's regulated you have to get tested for this and like you have to agree to that yeah. consent i think they, they do weekly tests they have I'm, yeah, to I'm get sure. oh i'm assuming they test CDs, yeah like, like weekly. at least weekly so um, but yeah it's like uh, yeah at the end of the day regardless it's, of what it's, you feel about it i really do think that it's very hard to actually argue that what these people do and again that's just talking about your random like straight up like just go to some front page of like a big site and just see like a video um, there are some actually very classy things out there too. It's like they're more, sure. you know, like they're made for like a wider audience. There, there's an audience be. for everything. It's, yeah, it's and like yeah, a little less yeah. like grotesque, like porn for women kind well, of. Yeah, thing. or just that things that like, it's almost more like for couples, if you will. So, yeah, there's like so many more different niches. So that it's not just that, like, okay, it's like it's porn, it's sex, or like, oh, this person's tied up, it's kinks. It's like, I mean, yeah, that's performance too, to an extent. But there's also, you know, it goes in so many different directions now. So that even just talking about porn as a whole. It is almost like <laughs> giggity. Uh, it's almost hard to like say just like just to describe porn as one thing these days either. Right. And we talked about this in our pre-show a little bit where um, it's important to talk about when it's truly performance art. It does kind of stay into a lane because if it gets if it's if it gets into the weird niche kind of stuff or or torture porn or things like that, then we're it's it's. I think that it starts to veer a little off course and we have to understand that again. So yeah, bringing it back around circle to the performance and the art of performance art is, is what they're deciding to do with their bodies, you know, and what they're, what choices they're making. Because remember all, a lot of these can be meticulous to make it look good on film, right? That's the difference is what works in the real world is not going to work on film to make it also look appealing. Oh yeah, I guarantee you that if 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 people, whether or not you've ever tried to film yourself, I guarantee you if your average Joe or Jane were to go just spend even an hour on one porn set, that their minds would be absolutely blown with the kinds of things that like the basically I would assume mostly that the videographers have to do. Um, but I mean, yeah, and it's it, it there's there's so much more I'm as probably thought put into it than people ever would properly realize because they are so distracted by this very, you know, like sexy, fleshy, sensual fantasy in front of them <laughs> that a lot of the other parts of it are, are sort of looked over. 
Um, again, and because it's not like a big fancy TV production. It, sure. Uh, it's like it seems sure. like, oh, I'm just watching sex. But it's like, it is, oh. but it's stripped down, right? No pun intended again. It's, it, it is a fancy TV production, but they don't need special effects. You know, they don't need... Uh, they probably have boom mics and well, you know, like operators and all that stuff. But supposedly you know, there even they are special effects as far as you're talking. Like, I mean, not to get and, like too graphic, but I bet you there's complicated props. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you I, know what I, I, you know what I, I mean. I'm, versus like a science fiction yeah. show or something that actually, like, yeah. if we're gonna compare the expanse, the or budget some is shit, very easy to explain. Exactly. That's why. That's why um, amateur markets are. It's it's so easy to make. Right, because you don't have to have plots and all these things. But there, you but really there don't. is, yeah, but there is an element of a performative value and quality, and making it essentially work. You know, people talk about, oh, it is like when they're talking about uh, song crafting or filmmaking or something. They have to talk about how things have to be musical, or it has to have a film language and has to quote unquote work. I bet it's the exact same thing. I've also what's fascinating is. Uh, when I've done my research, not only for the the novella, but you know, also for like discussions like this, it's how how much they talk about the other end of the spectrum, how bored they get, how like it's like they're so just like me and you with our day jobs, how we go into this grind again, no pun intended, kind of mode uh, where there's a rut to it of whatever we're doing with our day jobs and anybody listening out there, they feel the exact same way. They're like, oh, got to get to set at nine and do X, Y, and Z for a few hours. Then we break for lunch. And, you know, it's the same kind of grind. Sometimes seeing a lot of other jobs, which is crazy to think I mean, about on paper. Yeah, I, I don't know any exact dates. Like, I, I don't know enough about any specific person's career. But I mean, I do feel like there's something to the fact that like most people only do it for a few years, it seems right that like uh, there I'm sure there's a few people who have like, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. And that's like their that's their thing, you know, yeah. that like they're riding the veteran wave or that like, oh, like milks are <laughs> in, I'm going to whatever. But I mean, still overall, I uh, yeah, I'd like to think, too, that there are plenty there of people is a who, market. It's it crazy sounds to think about it. Like, yeah, that turns into those different markets. Yeah. And, and they've and talked that, about that too, where there's really only two markets. There's like teens and MILFs, and yeah. the people forget all the stuff in between. Um, and there's 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 artistic value to that too. And I, I imagine there's an audience that are just not trying hard enough, in yeah, my humble opinion. Or it also just the audience just really still is okay with the going with either teens or MILFs. But um but yeah, I mean, like, you know, at, at that whether if you're not one of those specific people that i mean the same thing it's like it sounds glamorous it might even be glamorous at first and then just like anything else once you are around it enough it just you know it becomes mundane like any too too much of any good thing you know is a bad thing and, and the that, dark side boy not yet yeah, because then not even to mention and, yeah all the, the supposed like degrading things that happen all the addiction supposed issues um but you can liken that to any career exactly I mean, think about that's how many not wall street that. tycoons are like or just other again like, shit like regular that. film actors you know again, like robert downey jr just luckily he made a comeback but he got into it and blew his like blew literally like blew a bunch of money on blow um and, and went or, to or child and actors you know that oh, like yeah. get addicted to alcohol you know at a young age and like you just you know you see these like downward spirals of things so i really feel like it can be likened to any yeah i mean it literally um, translates to tons career. of other industries even outside of other more like very obvious parallels of tv film etc but yeah i mean yeah. like you said wall street i mean and, like go do anything i guarantee you there's accountants who you know, they're 10 years into their career and they're just like, God, I want to blow my brains out. Um, they're looking for a change, you know, that there's going mountain biking on the weekends just isn't cutting it enough. And that even they're just like, this freaking sucks. And that, you know, anything like you do anything long enough, uh, it's probably going to lose some of its edge, some of its flair for you. It's just natural. Exactly. So I think I, I feel like let's let's bring this uh, discussion home because I want to move on to our uh, surprise topics for each other. So if you guys don't know, when we do our Is It Art shows, we usually have one main topic, which is the obvious. We just covered it. And then surprise topics for each other. Uh, and let's uh, it sounds like just to just to conclude, just to bring it on home and wrap things up. It sounds like we're really on the same page because sometimes I know like me and Buck or other guests or uh, co-hosts will will really be on the fucking opposite ends of the spectrum here. But it sounds like uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. You you do agree that it is indeed performance art. Yeah, I, I, at its core, it really is. I mean, again, it's not something that I'm going to expect a ton of people to respect. It's not even something that I'm saying that exactly. I'm like, oh, this is so valuable. Like these wonderful people or anything necessarily. But again, I don't want to take anything away from them. 
Right. You know, like they yeah. and they are doing what they're doing because they're good at it. And that if they're going to make all that money and have such a career off of it, then obviously there's something to it. Even objectively, I feel like I can't take away from it. But even personally and subjectively, I, I think it's there. I think, yeah, that and that's my point. Like on paper, you know, strip away all everything around it. It is indeed performance art. And yeah, it, it's this has been um, on my radar for so long. I knew it wasn't going to fit into any of our other episode segments. So we I knew we had to talk about it. <laughs> In, in this segment there you have it guys pornography is just performance art uh if you disagree i would love 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 to hear the other end of the argument please argue tweet with it. us tweet Instagram at us it, email it. yeah yeah yell your complaints Throw my way in. i'm so fascinated from the digital mountains. um now um with that being said i am gonna uh, pass it over to philip to give me his surprise topic that uh we'll hash out for a little bit and then we'll move on to mine philip uh what am I gonna what am I gonna examine? Yeah. What, what, um, what arts? I love a lot of music. A, a very broad spectrum of music. And okay. even within some of the genres that I enjoy, there is a point to where I also just consider things to no longer be what they claim to be. And so what I'm mm. curious about, and I don't even know if you like Give me an example though. Well, so, so, and, can, and so yeah, so I, can, I don't even know how and, much and you, for the good people. Yeah, I don't know how much you like metal. I, I actually like all I love metal. Awesome. So Opeth, all of it. I'm glad you said that specific name. I was gonna bring that up momentarily as an example of one side of my sort of uh question, uh, or at least to present my side of it after you answered, but um of just at what point slash like is really extreme like heavy death metal like where there are bands. I mean, I've, I've heard them. I've seen them, unfortunately. I even know a couple of people that have been in these kinds of bands where lyrics, yeah. unintelligible, notes, undistinguishable, different instruments, indistinguishable, and that mm. songs, practically indistinguishable. Is that still art at that point? Or are you literally just recording shit in the hopes Like that just mud, just like muddy sounds. Yeah, literally, just, kind of literally a just, just a box of tools turned upside down and recorded and called music. <laughs> oh, I like that. Is that still art um, when it gets to that point where uh, you, you have so, nothing to take out of it? So is like death, like extreme, like death and doom metal uh, still music? Does it art? Is that the is that Not the, even just death and doom, but basically it is extreme metal where, okay. again, like the lyrics and the notes are indistinguishable from one another anymore. Is that still music slash art? Um, short answer is yes. Yes, it is. And I'll explain why. Um, here's the thing about metal. And here's the thing about my uh, uh, perception and viewing of metal. M metal is the other side of the same coin to jazz. And what I mean by that is the technicalities involved. Jazz is so complicated with its polyrhythms, uh, interdependent um, rhythms, things like that, where a lot of people for a long time felt that way about that. Like it's just this, it's just, you know, jazz was so hard to understand and digest and really uh, try to uh, <laughs> and recreate that people gave it, I think, that label for a while. And then the 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 extreme metal guys and gals, you know, I don't let's 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 leave it inclusive. They they are so proficient in their skill level and their technical level and all of these things that I guarantee well, I can't always guarantee. I think if you slow it down, um, I've seen actually vid videos dedicated to this where people are doing, yeah, the doom, the thrash, the the death, extreme BPM level music. And then, but when they like um, halftime it, they'll like film them and they'll do close-ups of stuff and then they'll they'll cut it in half to see if they're, if it truly is muddy or if they're just, the, just this incredible technical prowess. And nine times out of 10, it's the latter. They, they're just so good at it, uh, but they can do these incredible, BPM. So to us, it just sounds, yeah, it sounds like muddy mess tools. Like I liked your example, like tools being fucking uh, turned upside down, things like that. Um, so, uh, so yes, no, I really defend, I defend that it is still music. It, um, especially like math metal and stuff where it, it gets so complicated with the music theory, the rhythm theory, and then the, the technical aspects of, of the, the boom uh, clicks and tracks that uh, I can understand why people don't feel that way um, through initial listens. But if you really start to dissect it, you will see um, after a long, long time that yes, it, it, 
it is still very musical. It's just in a, a very specific lane. I would actually love to see if some of the bands more specifically that I'm thinking of uh, for this question slash argument have that same ability to be slowed down and then at least appreciated some because I mean, again, I, I've, I've heard things that it's like, you might as well take a dying cat and swap the vocals out. You might as well just not be playing notes. And that like, there are things that are extreme, but that are still insanely talented and technical. And I love technical. I love math metal. Yeah. I love, like I said, I love metal. I love a very- Like Meshuggah and those guys, it's very math metal. But yeah, metal there's just and... sometimes when I get too niche to the point where it's just like, this is literally the, the instruments and lyrics and notes and the entire thing becomes indistinguishable. At that level, I feel like it, it's almost practically not art and that the fact that if you do slow it down, then it becomes art, then that technically means that at its full speed, it almost isn't. By a well, weird I know, way of I, a logic okay. leap. But so, that's just, that's like I said, these are extreme examples that I am that I was kind of curious no, about. No, 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 I like, I, that was a good, this is a good topic um, idea for the show because, so, I mean, from your connotation, how you're talking about it, you are on the side that you do not believe it is music at that point, correct? There are certain levels of quote-unquote metal or hardcore music where it, it really, I don't think it qualifies as music at all anymore. And, and don't get me wrong, I still think it it is music i think it still qualifies as music and and musical but do i like it at that level no so i guess i'm defending that it is indeed art and music but i i will full disclosure say that i'm not a huge fan of that stuff i like stuff that is um that yeah i like i like metal that always has uh touches of easier listening musicality you know like um extremely famous example is metallica's uh masters of puppets uh thrash metal in this example and it's um especially when they slow things down or they do the instrumentals um like uh orion things like that it becomes it becomes a little more prog rock uh and a little yeah, more actually i was gonna say and very Metalli tasteful yeah metallica is a great example of of actually being able to prove that and that's the funny thing, too, is it, just, it also kind of depends on what you're talking about with metal, because a lot of Metallica's career, I would almost even consider them just very hard rock in a way. Because, um, again, some of the metal that I listen to that's more modern metal, where you're talking about like, like the Black Album is. Yes, the Black Album is. But yeah. stuff before that is. But um, I mean, yeah, and, you know, and it's like, like what is metal? Like, you know, like Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy used to be considered metal. Um, Jesus, you yeah, know, like I mean, back when back in like the seventies and stuff. Helter it wasn't that Skelter hard to be was a metal song, you know, from the Beatles. Right, exactly. You know? So yeah, but I so like I think that to where we have come, perceptions change, right? Yeah, you know, and so I think time. like there time are a few modern healer. examples of things that are so far beyond what we would recognize. Because again, like you mentioned, Opeth. I freaking adore Opeth because I love their classical influences. I love like Damnation their... is is just a series of like oh yeah rock songs. Black, you know, Black it's not Blackwater even... Park is is a phenomenal ten out of ten album for me. As is like uh, Ghost Reveries, like some of their later stuff and their earlier stuff is still fantastic too. But like when you have these gigantic sweeping movements where it's like practically operatic and that like the Ghost music itself does actually drift in and out of more acoustic slash like piano and string driven. Like there is so and much musicality. And he's a great singer. He's a great yeah, singer. He's got a beautiful Even, voice when he's not growling his ass off. It's awesome. Same, same with Corey Taylor. You know, we yeah. forget to give him a lot of love because uh, so uh, anybody listening, if you don't know Corey Taylor, he is the uh, lead singer for Slipknot. Slipknot. And also uh, people forget that he was the lead singer of Stone Sour. And yeah. He's still, they still tour. And uh, their biggest hit is a slow ballad, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, yeah, these, a lot of these guys, um, have those chops. I actually think going back to this argument of, um, you know, after a, a certain point, is it still musical? I think even the growling and the, um, the howling, how, how, whatever vocal, uh, adjective you want to give to that when they do that kind of a, a, a singing voice, I think that is, is so hard and technical and musical that I feel like very few people can really pull it off. Well, yeah. Um, like I said, there, there's, there like the, it's almost like the more technical, the better. And I think metal can be so very many things and that there are just a few examples of, of things out there where, um, it, it I, again, to me, there's, there's just these examples that, 
uh it starts to just stop being musical and therefore to me stop being art uh can i, um, I and again I, i've I'm gone to, uh, to hear some an awesome example. metal shows where sometimes i knew the band yeah i think if i think if i were to like actually throw some of these at you at some point that you might it, it might change what we're talking about but obviously we it's, we're a bit live right now um so I'll, I'll try to send some of this stuff your way just just so we can broaden your horizons in the long run but I mean, yeah, overall, <laughs> I love metal and I think most metal is fantastic. Because I mean, Tool, for instance, Tool is, in my opinion, considered metal. And it's not even always fast. It's in fact, prog it's, metal. it's yeah. rarely fast, fast, but it's heavy and it's electric as fuck. And it's I've told you, uh, I mean, I know I've talked about this in, in our other shows, pe uh, the people that are our fans, our fan base that listen to our shows. I know you guys have heard that uh, Tool has always was and has always been my gateway drug into music. Um, did you know that? Philip, did I, have I ever talked to you about that? Um, I forget if you've told me that directly or if I happen to have heard it in maybe one of, one one of the episodes. Shows. Yeah, yeah, in one of your episodes. But I do think I knew that. And honestly, I'd be amazed about like how, how many other people probably share that experience. Um, oh, yeah. And, well, I feel like it, it, they always have sit, sat in their own lane, too. Like as much as they're all, all sometimes given, yeah, the genre of prog rock or prog metal and things like that. Yeah, they have they have the slower tunes. They have the softer tunes. They have, you know, downright ballads and, and uh, you know, for lack of a better word, pretty tunes that are not metal at all, you know. So um, and I think a lot of a lot of those great bands, I, I you know, I feel you know, going back to Metallica, I feel like they have songs like that that are kind of just like nothing else matters. That's just like a pretty, you know, ballad in a lot of ways. So, uh, so yeah, it sounds like let's. I th I feel like we can uh, wrap this one up because it sounds like I've, and this is that was a good topic because we were we had we had uh, we had a good argument because I was on one end of the spectrum and you were on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, again, I I've heard shit. I'm pretty sure that post show or at some point I can show you things where you'll be like, well, that's not music. Or you'll just be like, yeah, no, I actually, I'm very, <laughs> you don't have like just a name to give me and the audience well, right now. I tried to Google it real quick. Head. I thought it was Osiris, but I, I tried to look it up on, uh, there's a handful of things called Osiris and I might even oh, be misremembering okay. that. So I'm trying to find him. Um, Why don't, yeah, when we, um, yeah, send it to me after the show and then we'll, we can just put it in the liner notes or we can tweet it as, uh, tweet it out when we're, um, yeah maybe put when it in throw in the description live. or later on we'll exactly. i'll be able to add, I'll, I'll make sure to look that up because um yeah they, they're they're out there they're just luckily hard to find okay all right very good uh well guys what do you guys think uh is metal music or the the extreme metal music still music let us know what you think um my uh my surprise topic for you philip is uh something i've i it's, it's you know full disclosure again it's just an excuse to talk about it too i've been wanting to talk about it and it doesn't fit anywhere else kind of like the pornography topic uh, and that's the metaverse is um the uh the company formerly known as facebook uh, or meta now you know and they're um their frontier that is the metaverse. Um, I think it's uh, it is the next frontier, not only for media but art as well. So, Philip, uh, does it art? Um, are we talking about just just the concept of the metaverse or just uh, what the metaverse thing? can bring? So, like the idea of uh, here's an example that I was I was toying with before we went live is uh, think of like your favorite painting or think about your favorite album cover. And if I, I imagine that in the metaverse, there could be whole applications dedicated to allowing you to explore, you know, walk inside of them and explore what those worlds had to offer. Right. So when you think about it, things like that, it can be limitless of what artistic value um, it could bring. I mean, can't see how in a way that that's not art in that, in essence, you're taking a piece of art and trying to apply it to as many different like realities as possible. Uh, and it, I actually, well, yeah, I kinda, well, it would only be our senses, right? So we would be wearing like, you know, the headpiece and the earpieces and we would, it'd well, be like true, reality but, but still, at that um, point. But, but I mean, yeah, I think, but it was, if it was indistinguishable from your own reality, if it got that advanced, think about that. Like we would, we would go to concerts in there. We would go to museums in there. We would, there would be more interactive kind of art. I mean, we try to do that in a way. Like we, we talked about that with the Brian, Brian Eno episode and things like that. But um, I, I, I think there's probably going to be a thing that we can't even comprehend yet, I guess is my point. Like yeah, there's going to be something that I was gonna say, is like, like, crazy. It's so new that I've yet to hear anything that blows me away and makes me think that the metaverse itself is the art. Um, there's a lots of things in it that are art and that you can 
see artistic qualities to it, for instance, like, uh, you know, if you were to go in there and meet somebody and have like a wonderful conversation, but as really just more of a medium, it's almost, I feel like in a way too, it's like, okay, well, as far as like certain other mediums or even just transportation goes, it's like, well, what I call a car, as far as it literally, like not as far as looking at it and is it pretty, but is a vehicle art. You know, so it's like right. in the same in the same aspect of just it, like well, it, it is it, a vehicle is art, right? A, a vehicle absolutely art of engineering, art. right? Right. So I think I think that maybe somewhere down in there, there's a scrap of art, like I said, like maybe just hasn't been developed enough to where I've seen it. Because again, I'm not I, I'm not following it so far because I'm not somebody who's like looking forward to some kind of like modern matrix or for us to be pulled further. Oh yeah. Machines. Don't get me wrong. I, uh, <laughs> again, um, a little, uh, to go round circle back to our sponsor, the entropy sessions. I am a little afraid of this world. That's another part of why I wanted to talk about it. Could it be the next frontier? Yes. But could it also be like a ready player one scenario where we are slaves to this environment? Also? Yes. Uh, so it's, it's very scary to think of what it could be not only artistically, but for our lives. God, I think, I think before it actually gets to like really advanced points, we'll probably, it'll be, it'll be, It'll be like our children's children's lifetimes kind of thing. That's that's what I think at least. Same with like uh same with um cars that drive themselves and you just like order a ride and it takes you wherever you want to go. I I'm not sure if we'll ever really see that. We'll we'll see a version of it in our lifetime, but like how we see it in science fiction movies, nah. I I, I don't think it'll I don't think the technology will get that advanced. Or I guess we're starting to see flying cars and things like that. Now we're just talking yeah. about the future. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, I mean, I, as and the of, metaverse as, is, I mean, it is going in that direction. So yeah, we have to talk yeah. about it. I mean, as of right now, nothing that I have seen personally with my very little uh, actual interest in it so far makes me think it in itself. It is art. Um, it is a magical gateway to art in new ways. But again, that's because somebody else said, I'm going to make a thing. I'm going to create a method for you to be able to explore it in, you know, either just one way a lot or in these different three different ways. And that it's it's that you're loading it up with art. And just because something is full of art, does that make the thing art? And I, I don't know if I can just like blanket agree with that because it's hmm, so far it's just kind of VR. Yeah, no, I which I is agree just technology. Yeah. It's like again, like we already have a version of VR right now. Yeah, I, I mean, would still say that the next frontier being the metaverse is in it of itself art. And that yes, it'll be a gateway to other forms of art that we probably can't even comprehend yet. But yeah, I I mean it's like, you know, before the metaverse there was just the the concept of computers. And I feel like there's there is artistic value in uh creating something that can completely revolutionize human existence. And, you know, before that, a big one is the printing press. You know, the minds of humans like expanded exponentially because we were allowed to make like read, make books and, and write more. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, but I, I tend to lean on the, that not only is it in and of itself art and probably a vessel for new kinds of art, it's still probably there's going to be too many uh, dark, <laughs> dark paths down that rabbit hole that uh, I it'll it'll be overshadowed by whatever negative shit we decide to do to each other through it well i mean yeah unfortunately every everything good is always going to be like taken uh and just perverted and and twisted and made rotten by some god i didn't i didn't i wasn't um i didn't mean to do this but we could really tie this into our very first topic i can't even imagine the porn industry with the metaverse like would it be indistinguishable from real reality and then that would make you not really want to go back into the real dating world like oh my god right what, what a crazy scary concept i mean yeah there's there's practically already people that are like that in a way and that you know, maybe they're obsessed with a with an actress and they buy themselves a freaking blow up doll and they start treating that like the person and they, they're just like, I don't want real people. Or what are those so pillows that's, called? That's probably isn't there like the the uh, the anime pillows? That oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a whole sub, um, culture of people that are obsessed with just the pillows. And I'm like, God, Dude, what is that? Come called? on. Um, like, this is why incels hmm. have evolved into. Sorry, a problem sometimes smacked my microphone thing there yeah i don't remember what oh i that... think that was your first smack yeah I, uh, buck I got, does it all I the to, time i went to google the pillow and thing real quick but Jesus I, Christ, I, I, I philip welcome to the club i don't think i've ever heard you do one. Oh hey. man he's he's human after yeah, all guys he's human after all i changed my office setup a little bit and i'm not used to it i'm gonna take it as a guess my freebie that's my freebie 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> apparently, it's called uh, Dakimakura. Um, of course, it, it says is. a long, a long body pillow with an anime character <laughs> printed on it for horny otakus to embrace their fantasies. Oh Kiss yeah, it, hug it, hump it, blah blah blah. Watch TV with it, eat dinner because it's like basically like a lover. Um, that's the Japanese oh term God. for it. Yeah, I guess I didn't, I didn't actually know that. I'm glad that I didn't know that off the top of my head. I knew of it. Um, I knew of it just because there, it's such, um, it's such a hot topic in the comedy world. Writers like to write about this stuff. You know, we've, I've seen it on everything from 30 rock to fucking, you know, name, think about your favorite sitcom and it probably has something in there about it, which is great. Uh, but, uh, I feel like, okay, so let's, uh, let's pull it back. Let's do a Novo pullback. Um, is the metaverse, the next frontier, not only in media, but art as well. Um, uh, it sounds like we're both on the yes and no side of this one. I it's, don't, it, it I is, don't but it is. Yeah. I don't currently find it in itself to be the art. Uh, it, it, I'm not saying it's not skilled and not amazing technology, but it is currently just a, another like sort of medium, uh, or just another piece of technology to be appreciated that leads you to pieces of art created within it. But if you literally were just given, for instance, like a VR headset and nothing to do with it, I really doubt anybody would put this, put it on and go, wow, this is art. You know, like if you're not doing anything with it in itself, it's art. Or even if you just saw like That's a, a giant point. blank canvas around you, it's like, okay, well, I'm definitely not in my living room, but I'm just in a gray, empty void Again, is that even art? Which it's barely art to me in that. It's just a blank. It's just blank. It sounds more like limbo. Um, so I, I think right now in its infancy, I, I would I would be hard pressed to agree that the metaverse itself is art. We will hopefully get there. Just like people, again, they take things, they run with it. There's brilliant people out there who I'm assuming are already working on exactly what I'm talking about of being like, holy crap, oh, yeah. how we never thought of this. This is going to change living the living in the future. Right. Yeah. But since we don't have it yet, or I haven't heard of it, um, I feel like it's more the things that are within it are, are obviously like the art. It is a gateway to new and different types of art uh, in a ways to make more art, more accessible to more people that like, you know, I'm excited for it to at least be a way for hopefully again more, maybe a weird way for deaf people to experience things differently, you know, like of attaching mm. lights and music so they don't have to go out to a concert because maybe people in their area aren't able to put on concerts that are deaf people friendly so that they have a new gateway to the art, but that doesn't make the headset slash just the metaverse itself, the art, the artist created it and put it in there. So I, um, yeah, I'm leaning more towards a no, but it has the potential to be a yes. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I'm leaning towards of a yes, but it has the potential to be a no. But uh, no, I, I agree with. I, I think you make fair points and good points, and you, you backed it up with good arguments. If, if I, I were to have I, experience with it, I also think it. I would. I might have very different things. You may to change say. your tune. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. right now again, my experience is just I have a PlayStation and I have PlayStation VR. But again, that's just playing video games. That's not even going to like an interactive museum exhibit or anything like that just yet. So I, I probably can't even fathom some of the things that are going on in the metaverse. But from what I've heard, it's just go to the grocery store and shit doesn't fit in your cart because it's all digital and bullshit and full of bugs. <laughs> like, Yeah. And, and the perception of art is always time sensitive too, because yeah. looking back, you know, using that example of like consoles and stuff like that, um, there has been full museum exhibits dedicated to just, you know, like the hardware, like how things looked. And Nintendo has a, an, an incredible history of making sure it looks so unique right? Everything else is a box, right? Xbox, PlayStation, there are these boxes, but, um, and the, oh, well, the other things are boxes too, but they've like, the controllers always had a unique shape. And even though how it would stand on the, or how it would sit on, on a, a desk or the wall or whatever, they always had these unique properties to them that, that we've had video game consoles and uh, and art exhibits you know um obviously it wasn't just the fucking console itself i mean they're they were doing like the the promotional art and stuff you know like obviously there'd be pictures of mario and zelda and all, all of the the mount rushmore of, of video game characters and things like that yeah. but i guess i guess my point is is like just to philip's point uh which is a good point of we probably can't truly comprehend or understand what how we'll react to it or how we'll feel until we're really in it. And then we still need that to go, you know, a few decades into the future to look back and be like, what, what, what really was this in human history? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just to draw a, a, a weak parallel, but one nonetheless is that, you know, Atari 
uh, in its inception, it was a game, and it, and to an extent, it's it's it is obviously a form of art, but at the same time, like it's so simplistic, it's it's also barely art, but it is still nonetheless art. You, the, you know, whether you're talking about The Last of Us or Uncharted or Dark Souls or whatever the hell Those you're playing, Pokemon, yeah, the yeah, games like, itself are art. Exactly, yeah. they're they're in they're unarguably art these days. Um, yes. again, whether you like them, it's just like movies are art. You may not like that movie, whether you don't like the genre or you didn't like that specific plot, that's okay, but that doesn't make that movie not art. You just didn't like that piece of art. So that's where video games are now. So yeah, in the same way that, that, you know, Atari coming out with Pong, um, wasn't exactly like the height of art or even art at the time, subjectively looking back, not only can we say that it was, but what games have evolved into we can surely expect something similar to happen with what the metaverse is right now in its infancy compared to what we can do as we continue to make like quantum computers, you know, and like all the more realistic uh, headset visuals as well as true haptic feedback beyond just gloves. So does it have, again, like, are we going to go full Ready Player One? I kind of want and hope so, as long as it doesn't just really put the nail in humanity's coffin. <laughs> like fucking dystopian. Like yeah, like enough, as right? long as it's not quite so actual, like, yeah, just again, like. We have to have balance, Beginning right? of yeah. the end. As long as there's balance between the tech and our, our real lives, I feel like we'll be fine. But yeah, I, I just don't currently see it as art. I mean, it's literally just not even on my radar. And again, I'm a guy who loves uh, so many different other mediums uh, beyond just just your typical, oh, I love music, I love movies. Like, yeah, no shit. A lot of people like music and movies and TV. Um, it's like we're on a date. I feel right, like, yeah. oh, I like the same thing. Oh my no God. No way, you do, me too. Yeah, me um, too. But you know, like there's there's the aspect of like a Rube Goldberg machine to an extent is art. And people have made musical Rube Goldberg's machines where you drop one ball down a track and it plays the Indiana Jones theme song. And in the background, nice. it's literally triggering little tiny scenes. I'll send that to you. It's amazing. I, I want that. Yeah. Um, I'll show you that one. But that, that in itself is art. Even if you took the music away, it's still a physical thing that, you know, took a lot of application and cannot be denied that like it makes you feel away. And if it makes you feel away, is it not art? Uh, and I think we'll end with that. That's a that's a that's a a, a very a well put, Miss Mr. Church. I win again. <laughs> um, There's no guys. Winners. What do you? Yeah. What, what do you guys think? You know, uh, what do you think the metaverse has to offer? Will it be the next frontier at art? Again, tweet, email us, send us your hate. We love it. Yeah. We eat it up. Is pornography art? You. Is is any music too extreme to be art? And is the metaverse art? These are fantastic things that we need your help figuring out. Exactly. And thank you so much for listening. I want to thank you. I want to thank my guest, Philip. And if you like that, you can follow us at all of our socials. That's at underscore Novo underscore Day and Day is D-E and at Novo Day Media. You can, of course, check out our products at NovoDayProductions.com. There you'll find the Entropy Sessions, Adulteration, and what we didn't mention, Post Meridium, Cancel Culture Lotto. And uh, we're finishing up some other uh, products for you to get probably at the end of the year. So don't forget to like and subscribe follow hit that notification bell rate and review do all the things and if you'd like to sponsor our little love child here you can reach us at novodaymedia at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of philip his services his beautiful voice for everything and anything philip tell them how they can get a hold of you pal yeah i actually had a wonderful revelation that uh i apparently did pay for or buy philipchurch.com and it will re oh, redir sure. it will redirect you to philipchurch.tech. So technically the main website is philipchurch.tech because I'm a techie guy. I like the hardware too. I'm not just about being a voice actor and being a narrator. Um, I, I love getting my hands on stuff, get my hands dirty and doing projects. So philipchurch.tech is where you can find me. Um, I, I, I will, you know, I can do more than just your narration, your audio books, your, you know, he does everything guys. Um, I, I know. For yeah. A I'm happy to consult and actually like, yeah, I'm yeah. happy to let people know on how you could possibly get started yourself to, to evaluate. Like, are, do you want to get into voice acting? What kind of stuff do you need? What are expectations? Um, th that's where you can contract me and my services as well as, of course, I have a Facebook page uh, and an Instagram still working on a Twitter. Novo, I'm sorry. I know you keep telling me. I think about it every time <laughs> he's we in do trouble. This. I know. Oh, he's in trouble now. I'm oh, in we're so bad, That's okay. We love you. So we forgive you. And until Aww. next time, guys, be good to each other. And as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novo Day Productions. Created and hosted by Novo Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Day Media, at Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company. Facebook.com slash Music 123 Aco on Spotify.
Logo designed by Tom Justus, J-E-S-T-U-S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.